we're not going to be recording next week because it's the Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? That's how Puerto Ricans say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know how my my abuela says <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> Also, can we talk about how it feels like it truly has been like two months since last time we recorded? Has it only been a week? Did we do something this week or no? It's been it's been seven days. I mean, I don't wow. know. Maybe the the sickness I've been experiencing over the last two days has altered my perception of time. But it feels like it's been a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mic accidentally came unplugged while you were talking. So. She's like, mm, let me stall by saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's back. It's back. We're good. Speaking of our of the sickness, I would like to talk the about sickness. <laughs> sickness. So you pointed out, which is kind of wild to me. We did not plan this, but we got we've all got of our all vaccines. Of our, yeah, all of our vaccine doses on the same day. We got our first two doses on the same day as each other. And we got our booster on the same day. I got Moderna because that was the only thing the place was offering. So I got Pfizer for my first doses and Moderna for Interesting. the booster. And see, I thought I was like in the clear. I got it in the morning yesterday and evening came around. I was like, oh, I'm doing good. Like my arm's kind of sore because of the shot, but like, I'm doing good. Maybe Moderna is where it's at. <laughs> and then I was w- woken up by my body shivering intensely at 1 a.m., like literally could not stop shivering. And after about two minutes of trying to stop shivering by bundling myself up under the covers, I was like, no, I literally need to get in the shower because it's not stopping. Wow. I hopped in the shower. I like shivered my way to the bathroom and started the shower and got under it. And I was in the shower for like half an hour, just relaxing my muscles. Um, (laughs) And then I got back into bed and I put like a sweater and socks on. And then when I woke up, I had not very fun body aches and headaches. So maybe isn't where it's at, but I'm feeling a lot better right now. That's good. Just Yeah. I, my arm started hurting yesterday and then I felt fine, like totally fine this morning. I woke up and I was like decently energized. And so I was like, all right, let's go. And (laughs) then around one o'clock I could just like feeling it. I just started feeling it like wash over my body. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> it's like it's starting. <laughs> so then I texted my boss and I was like, Yeah, I'm tapping on. She was like, Oh my gosh, don't even worry about it. Like, take your time, go rest. And I was like, Okay. So <laughs> I literally slept from one o'clock until like 4 30. <gasps> yeah, I wish I was kidding. I slept the entire time. I had some very weird dreams. Um, and then I woke up and I was like, I should try and get out of bed. And then I realized I hadn't eaten all day and my Mm -hmm. stomach was hurting like real bad. And so I was like, okay, maybe I should just eat something and see if that helps my tummy. So I went to Panera and I got some soup and then I instantly felt anew. Like I feel totally fine now. (laughs) I instantly felt anew. I don't feel like shit in the slightest at all right now. Like as soon as I stopped, like I finished eating, I was like, ah. It's amazing what soup can do. I think I texted you this, but my boss actually ordered me soup and had it sent to my apartment. That is really nice. Which was really nice. And it was very delicious soup. But as she called it in her text to me, she was like, I'm going to order you some soup 
it's like Jewish penicillin. She's <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> and she's like, that's like my superpower is finding good soup. So I'm going to find some good soup near you and, and send it to you. And of course, the whole time in my head, I was thinking of Adam Driver going. Yeah. Every time you say good soup, I'm like, please. Good soup. <laughs> so thank you, Jamie. It was very good soup. Uh, and it made me feel. Like I'm saying water. good soup. <laughs> Sorry. Great soup. It's even worse. Um, but good for us. We're, we're boosted queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, I take feel- our health seriously. Besides, when we don't eat for the entire day. <laughs> yeah, that was not healthy of me, and I apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> not the move. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's hard when I don't have groceries, and also I was feeling like shit. So for I was like, I kept delaying it because I was like, I don't want to get out of bed, and then eventually I was like, bitch, just get up. <laughs> so i did i'm so glad should Mm -hmm. we get to our stories do you have anything else to check in about no okay (laughs) (laughs) well let's get to the news then so (laughs) so we have some good news out of buffalo new york Sorry, I'm feeling a little delirious. Yeah, he's a little in a silly, goofy mood. I'm, in a silly, I'm also drinking uh, some candy cane green tea, courtesy of Mr. Joe himself. Not Joe Biden. Joe? Oh, Later. I was like, who the hell is <laughs> J- Joe Byron? <laughs> Joe Byron. No, uh, Trader Joe's. Mm, yeah, they have okay. this really good candy cane green tea. And maybe there's some uh, hallucinogenics in here. I don't know, but it's very good. <laughs> so... Anyway, okay, we're gonna pull well, it tell us tell us your Buffalo, New York story. Buffalo, New York. Okay, big mm-hmm. deal. There was a store, a Starbucks store in Buffalo, New York, and they voted to unionize. They're the first Starbucks store out of like thousands of locations to unionize. Really? Two other stores in the Buffalo, New York area did not vote to unionize, but the one on Elmwood Avenue, the Elmwood Avenue location, they will be unionizing. And this is a big deal because it's a stepping stone. It sets a precedent for unionization going forward, especially for Starbucks, but also for other chains in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. unionization is a good thing, no matter what the boss is depicted out to be. Right. Cough, pro cough, union. Collectivo. Ah! <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, that's the chain in Milwaukee of coffee shops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when, uh, like it was two years ago at this point. I remember talking to Marcos, who still works there, and he was like, "Yeah, I think we're trying to unionize soon." I'm I like, know, oh, isn't that, that crazy? Like and now ago. they're, I know, now they are unionized, but the management released this like ridiculous statement after it happened, and then they delete, they dirty deleted it because everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So let's do some more unions, but I think that's cool that the. A foothold had been planted for Starbucks in Buffalo, New York. Right. Yes. Everybody go to Buffalo. Support the Elmwood Avenue location. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. The next story. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how Jesse Smollett was starting trial for his uh, allegations of lying to the police about the hate crime in New York City. And that was back in 2019 or 2018. Mm -hmm. Well, he has been convicted of five of the six counts uh in this case so what's interesting to me about this well first of all he could potentially get some 
jail time out of this. Sentencing won't be for a little bit, but uh, Black Lives Matter actually released a statement and they're still supporting him, which I found interesting. But Don Lemon, the CNN anchor, who was a good friend of his apparently does not support him. Interesting. I was wondering, I was like, why, what is BLM's motivation in supporting Jesse even like post-conviction maybe like pre I would understand because there were you know innocent till proven guilty right but I feel like probably just to stay like consistent in their messages maybe they like internally don't necessarily agree with what he did but um maybe PR wise they're like we should probably just support him to stay consistent because then I guess you could like come out and people could say like oh well you're now you're picking and choosing or like i don't know that's true that makes sense uh but anyway speaking of men who we may not agree with Mm. or support so Mm -hmm. for some fucking reason elon musk was named times 2021 person of the year yeah like name one thing he did this year Uh be rich and nasty that's two (laughs) things (laughs) (laughs) i just like i mean Let's be honest, Times Person of the Year, like when's the last time it truly had credibility? I mean, I guess when they picked Greta, uh, I don't remember if it was last year, 2019, that was kind of cool. But I feel like for the most part, they just pick someone who's going to get, who's going to like sell copies, basically. Oh, 100%. Wasn't Donald Trump Person of the Year one year? I think he was Person of the Year more than one year. They were like, oh, people are going to buy this cover. Awful. Awful. I will say, do you like the like essays that, um, they have written by like uh, for like the actors and like like when they release the full list of 100 people mm-hmm. I like reading the essays that like actors write about each other like musicians write about each other yeah those are cool mm-hmm. but person of the year mm-hmm. yeah sorry it's a no for me Elon I just don't think we should be like in what world should a billionaire be the person of the year like, what are you doing? To, you're changing the world with your money. And whether it's for better or for worse is, I guess, up for debate, depending on the person. But <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think, like, you're spending money makes you person of the year. Yeah. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, I, wait, I just looked up Elon Musk's <laughs> Zodiac sign. <laughs> think about the one sign that I say. Actually, no, there's multiple signs. He's a cancer. You guys, I have so much beef with cancer men. I have so much beef with cancer men. I can think of at least probably five cancer men that I'm beef with. Like that's like too many. That's too many (laughs) for it to not be a a pattern. Like, I mean, he is a cancer (laughs) upon society. Uh, Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Let's move on. Speaking of cancers (laughs) upon society, J.K. Rowling. Oh my God, this bitch. (laughs) She needs to shut up. Oh my God. Okay, first of all, like before we even get to the stupid ass thing she tweeted, <laughs> the, the fact that she tweeted this like the day before the trailer for the next Fantastic Beast movie come out came came out, uh, of which she wrote, she wrote the screenplay for, and of course it's from a world she created. Like she mm-hmm. knew that trailer would be coming out, and like the promotional right, cycle like would be she... starting, and she's like, "I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna." She really wanted piece of shit. She really wanted to, yeah, like to put the nail in the coffin of her career. She was like, "Oh, y'all don't like me. Y'all about to really not like me now." <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. It's like I don't really know if there is going to be 
a nail in her coffin because there's still so many the thing with the harry potter franchise or sorry the wizarding world as they're trying to call it now it's like there's so many people that are so attached to the nostalgia of that and i can understand why it can be really hard for people to let go of that because jk Rowling, i mean like she's so married to the material you know so you can't right it is hard yeah you can only you can only do the whole death of the author thing for so long yeah and so I, I don't know. I, I feel like she's not ever going to suffer financially because oh, of her no. like, talent. She's stuck into this franchise. Yeah. Um, I think it would be meaningful as if like Warner Brothers stopped letting her do shit like write screenplays, which aren't good, by the way. She's not a I good know. screenplay writer. It, they're not good. <laughs> I refuse to watch the new movies. I re- and then she wrote she wrote the script for that um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And that was awful. Nobody claims that book. Nobody claims that as <laughs> Harry Potter canon. Ask anyone. Nobody claims that. It's awful. It's mm. literally stolen fan fiction. Uh. I'm not. I wish I was joking. Like, I wish I was an exaggeration. But truly, I was like, I could have read this on Tumblr. I probably have read this on Tumblr. <laughs> probably. Anyway, so what? let's get to what she said. So apparently, uh, Scotland police announced that they will now record rapes as being committed by a woman if the assailant identifies as female. And of course, J.K. Rowling, in her twisted little brain, spun this into another anti-trans message. Um, So she tweeted this story and she said, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, the penist individual who raped you is a woman. What? So this turf motherfucker... For those of you who don't know, TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. J.K. Rowling, she touts her certain brand of like white neoliberal feminism, which definitely excludes and hates upon trans people. And we know she has a history of this. Mm -hmm. And it's just upsetting. And I just don't understand how it's not getting through her thin little skull (laughs) that if you want to maintain any sense of your reputation, stop fucking tweeting this shit. Well, that's the thing. I think she is going to keep doing it. Because she knows that she, her, what she's created has so much influence at this point that no matter how many people, like how much people do hate her, like she's still going to be relevant. Yeah. And there's a surprising amount of people who support her. Like if you go, if you look at the responses to this tweet, there's a lot of turfs up in there that are like, oh my God, you're such an inspiration to women and girls. Stop it. Yeah. It's appalling. A lot of blue checks too that are those things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah upsetting Hmm. anyway i don't want to talk about her anymore irrelevant (laughs) irrelevant (laughs) so my last news story which is actually a very recent edition i have to give a shout out to nick for sending me this story thank you nick hi nikki my bestie he's he's at a bachelor watch party right now (gasps) are you kidding without me Well, once you move your ass over here, you he's like, who are you? <laughs> no, he loves you. Anyway, Aww, I love you too, Nick. He sent this to me. <laughs> the Maryland zebra saga has come to an end. <laughs> I thought that they had for sure escaped to the wilderness, never to be found. You thought they were on some Madagascar. <laughs> I really did. I was like, okay, I haven't heard anything for months. Surely they've escaped and are going to live peacefully in the wild. But no. Uh, four months after escaping the remaining zebras, because as we know, one of them was killed in a snare trap. Uh, the remaining zebras have been captured. 
and they're no longer in the wild and it kind of makes oh i thought you were gonna say they're no longer with us like they euthanized them i was like what no they're alive okay they're they're no longer free um very sad very sad i want to know like what were they doing and like where were they hiding were they together or were they separate like were they just living amongst deer thinking thinking that they were them I don't know. In my mind, I w- I'm like, this is a, some zebra couple, like Romeo and Juliet shit, like running away <laughs> to live in the wild. They couldn't handle the human shit anymore. And society prevailed in the end. And they're, it's like JK said, freedom is slavery, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, preach. Yeah. So I'm really sorry, zebras. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, but your stories come to a close. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Not R.I.P., but R.I.P. to the time they spent in the wild. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, that's it for news. I did it. Oh, yay. All right. <laughs> Music industry. I had to like refrain myself from putting way more on here than oh. I did. I actually like deleted one of my stories because I had a lot for music this week. And then I was oh. like, no, no, no. We're going to chill out. We're going to chill out. Uh- <laughs> So, um, yeah. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about a little follow-up from last week is SZA's song. I hate you debuted at number seven on the hot 100 this week, which makes it her fifth top 10 on the hot 100 chart. So go SZA. And she actually like shared something about it. Cause she was like number one on Apple music for a really, really long time. And she was like, you guys, so the song isn't at number one. I totally saw that. Did you just spill on yourself? I did. Feel anything? <laughs> Check your sweater up here. Did you spill on yourself? It looked like you did. I don't know. I look dry to me. Mm. Maybe you're hallucinating too. Maybe I am. Maybe this is a side. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm not going to say that because then the anti-vaxxers are going to be like, "You hear that?" <laughs> okay. If we have any anti-vaxxers listening to this podcast, fuck off, leave. Leave. You. <laughs> leave. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, oh, she was saying on her, yeah, on her Instagram, like this song is not on the radio. I did no promo for this. This was literally just like some shit that I put on SoundCloud that people kept begging me to release. And now it's like this huge thing. So the power of a solid fan base truly can carry you. Okay. Well, when is she going to release her next album? That I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, please. I need more. I need more. Okay. Um, next, allegedly, or reportedly, sorry, uh, Travis Scott has been removed from Coachella's 2022 lineup after more than 60,000 people signed a change.com petition to have him removed, which makes sense. Come on. Why do we even need a petition? Coachella should have done that. <laughs> they should have done that themselves. right away. I guess, like, the lineup hasn't technically come out yet. They were. This is probably all oh. just, like, in spe- like the speculated lineup but at least now we know for sure well fingers crossed for sure we will not be seeing travis scott at coachella anytime soon <laughs> yeah i also hope Coach- coachella themselves they put measures in place so that we can right. have a repeat of uh, right Astro world yes i hope so too i think i hope all music festivals take yes. what happened at astro world and kind of look in look look deep within and see how mm-hmm. they contribute to the problem and i'm looking at you live nation uh, I mean, yeah that was really <laughs> fucked up <laughs> so interesting 
Um, <laughs> next, another interesting thing, Juice World, who, as some of y'all might know, which actually, let me check my facts really quick. I want to see when Googling he died. Again. I'm, y'all know I'm steady Googling stuff. Okay, yes, Juice World <laughs> died in 2019. So he was a young, a youngin, but um, released the his second posthumous fight album fighting demons and it is dominating the u.s top debut charts so that's special i guess Uh, (laughs) also i mean it's like sad that he died he was super young i think he's like my brother's age so he would he died at like 20 21 oh my Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay sorry i'm bringing everybody down this might bring some people down. Um, Billboard is in the process of releasing their greatest pop stars of 2021 list, which I'm just going to stop stop them right there. I don't really know what what makes a person uh, a qualifiable candidate to be yeah. the greatest pop star of 2021. But some of the folks that they've released so far are Justin Bieber coming in at number eight, Drake coming in at number seven. Yikes. BTS at number six and the weekend is number five. And I believe that's all they've released so far. Let me just refresh real quick. Mm, Yeah. So we will find out more soon. Maybe next week I'll share the full list. Oh, wait, no, we're not recording next week. Oh, spoiler alert. We already talked about (laughs) this. Oh my God. Don't you listen to our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> All I know is there better be some women on this list by the time they're done with it. That's Damn. true. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the women better be all the top spots. I better see Halsey on there. I, agree. I better oh. see why. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about again what makes somebody a qualifiable candidate, and she did release a pretty big album this year and had like a huge film project. So <laughs> uh, I'm assuming she could be on the list. I think there's four better women okay olivia taylor swift would probably definitely be on the list i know i know we don't we're not big swifties here but you have to admit she will definitely be on the list like it is what it is just put chloe bailey at number one fingers crossed but i (laughs) can't say that that's likely (laughs) Eh, probably not whatever (laughs) this is just this whole list just seems like an ego boost like i feel like these people they must know people that work at billboard and they're like keep them in number seven Please, that would be good. Drake for me. is like, please, please. <laughs> Drake's not getting any be... Grammys this year, so he's like, I yeah. have to be on some kind of list. It's because he's a certified loser boy. Oh, <laughs> call back. Right, right. <laughs> call back. Okay, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Those are, are all done? my. Yeah, I, I am done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Well, just a few entertainment stories this week. Two of them are related, which I I found this very interesting. So, you know, Peloton. I do know Peloton. Okay. I know, you know, uh, what was it? Peloton Cody. Oh my gosh. My homeboy, Cody Rigsby. I love you, Cody, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you know who Jess King is? Another popular instructor? Mm, Oh, I, 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 well, I know who you're talking about because I saw the, um, the video okay so yeah so here's the story so and just like that which is the sequel series to sex and the city it premiered on hbo max last week so uh in that show spoiler alert but mr oh huge spoiler wait huge spoiler alert because some people are like really into that so if you're not into it 
yeah, yeah. Skip ahead. <laughs> Good point. Huge spoiler. If you're interested in watching and just like that, just skip ahead like two minutes. Okay. So <laughs> Mr. Big, you know, famous love interest to Carrie Bradshaw in the in and just like that. That's weird to say in and just, you know, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the name, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So he's shown doing a Peloton workout and then he collapses and dies right after he's finished. And so that (laughs) made, what? (laughs) It's just like so ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, he just collapses and dies. (laughs) Yeah. So this made the. Peloton stock dropped 11.3% on Thursday. <laughs> um, it slid an additional 5% on Friday. Oh my God, stop. This is so funny to me. This is so funny. So apparently Peloton, they gave HBO permission to use their bike and to use <laughs> Jess King. Jess King is the real name of an instructor, but she played an instructor named Allegra. So they gave permission for all that, but they didn't know apparently. They didn't know. That Mr. Big was going to drop dead. Now, hold on. I have my suspicions about this. We'll discuss that in part two of the story. Um, But I just thought it was funny. I need to read this little snippet from the article. Okay. I'm sure Sex and the City fans like me are saddened by the news that Mr. Big dies of a heart attack. Cardiologist Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum, a member of Peloton's Health and Wellness Advisory Group, said in a statement released by the company, Mr. Big lived what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks, and was at serious risk as he had a previous cardiac event in season six. These lifestyle choices, and perhaps even his family history, which often is significant factor the likely (laughs) cause of his death riding his peloton bike may have even helped delay his cardiac event (laughs) oh my god stop this is equivalent to when crockpot had to get a whole had to if y'all don't know crockpot never was on social media ever before and they never like they never like tweet anything. And then after the episode of This Is Us, where Jack dies because a crock pot in their house like caught fire, <laughs> they had to release a statement. <laughs> they created social media accounts just so that they could release a statement about <laughs> crock pots. Don't do that. <laughs> well, I just think, first of all, that that statement from Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum that's is fucking hilarious. Pretty, that's <laughs> really fucking funny. It's like prime cover up where she's like, oh, he probably was very unhealthy. And okay, but here's where my suspicions come into play because just a couple of days later, Peloton released an ad, a Christmas mm-hmm. ad starring Mr. Big himself and Jess King. And it's very cute. They're like, oh, um, you know, life goes on. Uh, and then it cuts to Peloton bikes in the background. And then Ryan, and then Ryan Reynolds does narration for it. And he's like, oh, Peloton bikes, they're so good for you. And then right at the end, he's like, oh, he's alive. So <laughs> the reason why I'm suspicious is because it's like, I guess the commercial itself, like, wasn't too complicated. It was literally two people in a living room and then yeah. voiceover. But it's like, I why did they say that? Well, I don't believe that like in three days you would be able to make a reactionary ad starring the guy who was, who, you know, who this result revolved around and you got Ryan Reynolds to do voiceover. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, it seems to me that maybe they did know what was going to happen 
on the show and this was all like an orchestrated thing maybe or maybe i'm being yeah. a little too conspiratorial conspiratorial i just think i hate ad, that you said the, that i just think the turnaround on the ad and who was in it was just a little too fast and convenient. yeah a little too tight yeah so <laughs> just an interesting little saga there yeah Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> My next story, uh, it's actually not really a story, but the Golden Globe nominations for 2022 were released. And I'm not talking about them because the Golden Globes are a flop. So uh, uh. <laughs> I just wanted to remind people about that. Uh, the awards will not be televised because no network wants to deal Wait, with Wait, are you for real? Stop. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, NBC dropped them and no one else has picked them up. So they're still having them, but they won't be televised. It seems like. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Oh God. Yep. And it's, it's well really quick. It's just funny how like so many organizations who are like blatantly racist have been able to like dodge, like being like super obviously racist, you know, just by like a simple performative activism. But I feel like the golden globes have not even like tried to save face. No, I mean, they're not trying hard enough. I mean, they've inducted new members, but that, I I don't know, that doesn't really like mean anything. Right. And it's also, it's the Hollywood foreign press. So I don't think it means anything to the nominees either. (laughs) Well, it's just funny because I feel like the, the relevancy of the Golden Globes to begin with was not in the awards themselves because we have the Oscars for that, obviously. Right. Um, That's where the clout of the award comes from. But for the Golden Globes, it was the joy of getting the celebrities in a room with alcohol, which the Oscars yes. doesn't have. Yes, that no, that's yeah. literally what everybody says. It's like the drunkest award show, and yeah, people go go nuts, and they're all sitting so close together. Like they think yeah. about all the memes from award shows you've seen. Oh, think yeah. about how many of them are from the Golden Globes. The, the Chrissy Teigen face, Golden mm-hmm. Globes, the mm-hmm. Brandon Fraser clap thing. Oh god! Yeah. So, I feel like once you remove the ceremony aspect of it, what the fuck do you have? Awards that people don't care about. So, <laughs> I will not be talking about the nominations. Might talk about the winners. We'll see. Who knows? Anyway, speaking of award shows, segue. So, the okay. Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards are televised each year, and I don't want to call them the Oscars of games because they also don't really have a clout behind them but what's interesting about the game awards people tune into it because it's more known for the trailers and reveals that come along with the show as opposed to the actual awards so a lot of stuff was announced was announced or expanded upon at the game awards last week i just want to talk about a few things uh Mm -hmm. that maybe you would have some interest in lego uh, no, no Lego. We're still waiting on that goddamn Lego Star Wars game that's supposed to come say. out next year. It's been delayed forever. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. Anyway, speaking of Star Wars, though, one of the announcements. Now, this was kind of leaked a couple of weeks ago, but we got an actual trailer. So Quantic Dream is a is a developer and they make very narrative driven games, but you can like craft your own narrative, like different branching choices can branch into different narratives. And Ooh. that's what they're known for. They make games that like you can end up with one of like 18 different endings in the same story. And I've actually played and beaten each of their last three games. Okay, so, Flex. 
<laughs> I'm just saying I, I enjoy the studio and I think what they're doing with narrative and games is really cool because that's my favorite part of gaming is how you can develop a narrative in a really unique way. So yeah. they're actually doing a Star Wars game, which is really exciting, I think. And there was a trailer. It's all CG, like it's no gameplay. Um, but it was it was really exciting to me. And hmm. just the idea of that developer making a game in the Star Wars universe. I, yeah. I, I will be playing that. Mm-hmm. He, he will be playing that. It's called Star Wars Eclipse. Ooh. So that's cool. Um, a Wonder Woman game is coming from developer Monolith. That could be cool. Wonder Woman's a cool fighter, you know? Imagine it's better than the movies. <laughs> I mean, probably. That's not high bar. Um, <laughs> but... It's probably very far out. No release year. The trailer was literally just shots of her like in armor. So that's in very early stages. You can tell. Mm. Um, generally when gameplay isn't shown in like an announcement trailer, like it's it's really far off. Um, however, another DC game, the Suicide Squad game, gameplay was finally shown for the first time. And that's coming Ooh. out sometime next year. And the developer of that, they made the recent Batman Arkham games. I played all of those and they're pretty excellent. So I would be excited to play the Suicide Squad game, although I think it's next gen only, so I need a fucking PS5 first. Ooh. Um, but that's about it. I mean, there's some other like exciting stuff for gamers, but I don't know if it's worth like bringing up. But those are like the kind of movie related popular property stuff I figured I'd talk about. So wow. okay. that's the game awards. Yeah. And that's it for entertainment. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Speaking of entertainment, <laughs> um, the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere. Can we talk about the fashion? Okay. <laughs> I have a few um, pictures if you don't mind me looking. Oh, <laughs> on um, your phone? Yeah, of my favorite looks from the uh, night. <laughs> so is Zendaya. Oh, 100%. Or a little literal web. Love that. Lit- oh my God. Camp. Stop. I'm going to get emotional <laughs> talking about Zendaya. Like, come on. And you know what I love about Zendaya? Homegirl knows how to work that leg. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Stunning. Like, her come hair. on. The <laughs> hair. Oh, gosh, and the way Tom know. looks at her. Stunning. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, No Way Home is in two days for us. <laughs> I don't think I'm emotional. <laughs> yeah. Also, Tom was probably one of my favorite looks too. Look at him. He's so cute. Love that double-breasted look. Oh my God. I love him. I love him. Um, oh, wait, I just saw another one of Zendaya. Like, look how she can work. Like, how does one get legs like that? Well, exercise, which I don't do, but oh my gosh. As a couple, adorable. Yeah, so that happened. Um, we're really jacked to see the movie. So, oh yeah, reviews to come. <laughs> um, next on my list, Northwest went live for like all of like <laughs> two minutes before her mom got her ass. <laughs> I, just I the the Kardashian <laughs> children are so fucking funny. Like Penelope apparently started an Instagram and once everyone figured out she had an Instagram, it got deleted. And then when Mason had an Instagram and then he went live and started telling everybody's secrets. 
<laughs> like these kids, they know what they're doing. Like they just want to fuck with their parents so bad. And so North is like running around her house. Like, and then she gets to Kim's room and Kim is literally just lounging in bed. And she says, mom, I'm live. And then Kim is like, what? He's like, you're not allowed to do that. And then she goes, okay. I saw I saw TikTok of the Kim part. Oh my god! And people, the comments were like, "Wait, those people lie down." <laughs> so glad to see that Kim actually just lays down and watches TV. Also, you know what really cracked me up, and this is how you can tell that she's just like a divorced mom because she literally has that big ass bed, and she was laying all the way off to like yeah. one side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like bitch what if i had that big bed i'd be in the middle of it like <laughs> completely sprawled out yeah so that, oh, that was, was obviously <laughs> oh my god i'm like crying a little bit that's so funny <laughs> um another thing i wanted to bring up briefly i think i had some intention on watching some clips before that we started recording but i just didn't because i was sleepy time um but billy eilish did double duty this weekend on snl and i will say the one joke that i did find funny was okay i don't know if y'all know this but i'm a huge colin jost fan i think he's so cute like interesting scarlet you hear that i love him um i think he's super adorable and i feel like a lot of women think the same (laughs) so like billy eilish was talking about how like people like when you're growing up and you're like famous um people just kind of assume that like who you are at 16 is who you are forever just because you're famous and so she's like imagine if colin jost at 16 was still the same colin and she showed a picture of him when he was 16 and he was really ugly (laughs) (laughs) i believe that was during her opening monologue and it was really hilarious but i unfortunately did not watch i don't really watch snl every weekend but well, I think it's pretty cool when some artists do double duty. Like another good one was Chance the Rapper. Um, he did pretty good when he was. Oh no, he didn't do double duty. He hosted. Harry Styles did double duty. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this weekend it's Paul Rudd with musical guest Charlie X. Oh, so you're definitely watching. I mean, I'll watch the Charlie clips. Yeah. You don't like Paul Rudd. He's fine, but I like Charlie. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Last thing I want to talk about, obviously, Meg the Stallion graduated this weekend from an HBCU. (laughs) Amazing. And the internet, like, went fucking nuts. Like, all weekend, all I saw on my feed was Meg the Stallion. (laughs) Like, the same (laughs) clips of her graduating over and over again and people screaming. And, like, everyone in the comments on TikTok would be like, okay, y'all are screaming like, this is your kid. So she got a bachelor's of science in health administration, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like, even though she, her career, her music career blew up, she still yeah. had her mindset on doing this. It's like, can you imagine in the future, like her getting a health administration job? Like the fact that that's <laughs> extremely unlikely, but she still wanted to do it. I think that's yeah. commendable. And from an HBCU, that's just so awesome. I, I mean, obviously, I, I obviously didn't go to an HBCU, but that is a great opportunity. Yeah, she got it from Texas Southern University. And as I saw in TikTok comments, uh, people were like, TSU equals the Stallion University. 
And another person said TSU equals dot shit university. (laughs) (laughs) The possibilities are endless. I mean, I can't really think of any other ones that would be applicable after that, but sure. Okay, whatever. Shut up. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I have for pop culture. Ew, don't. You need to edit that out. That was terrifying. I don't know what that was. (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's time for the media moment and you're going first. I am? Okay. I literally, when I tell you, I have no clue like whose turn it is every week. Like it is genuinely a surprise to me every time you say. Yeah, I got it. It's baked into my mind. It's time for the media moment. Right. It is your turn. Anyway, my media moment this week is the album still over it by summer walker is it a new album it didn't drop this week um i've been listening to it for a while but like this week i've been listening to it literally nonstop. like my spotify right now like the top songs of the month it's literally just the whole album (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what in my life has like changed that has been making me want to listen to summer walker all the time but it's just such a vibe it's such a vibe. what is the vibe is it like what's the vibe of the album what is it what's the thematic um, through lines well yeah so i actually um summer walker like had a baby last year i think and i think like a lot of the songs like the more i listen to it the more i realize that this is like her telling the story of like just like going through her pregnancy like trying to get shit right with her man when she found out she was pregnant like doing a lot of things um like that and there's actually in the opening song there's a narration by cardi b that's like a um a, a voicemail that she had left summer walker when like the news came out that she was pregnant which i've listened to it like that song so many times i have it like almost memorized <laughs> <laughs> so like when she's talking i'll be like fuck these hoes <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> i feel like if you if anybody wants to listen to it the narration by cardi b pretty much like sums up the album in itself um but the music i think it's, it's really beautiful and it's a really good representation of like new era like classic r&b not in the same way as like silk sonics like classic r&b but this is like very traditional r&b but still like new i don't know how to explain it it's so good (laughs) i mean i have an admission i don't know if i've ever listened to a summer walker song that's okay i'm trying to think if maybe you have probably if if you have it has been like one in the that i've played like in the car car. or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) Cause like I, I do her first album is called over it. And that one I did like too. Um, but yeah, you probably haven't like voluntarily listened to a summer rocker song. Oh, Although she, and this one's called still over it. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And she has a song in the birds of prey, like soundtrack that they like the curated soundtrack. It's not like her voice is not in the movie, but she sings on the curated soundtrack. Uh, well, I don't know if it's better than diamonds. Featuring Meg, uh, <laughs> that's on slaps. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I'm a super shiro bitch. Don't try me, ho. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you just say that to yourself in the mirror. Yeah, damn it! I you sung this- again. You've been doing it every week now, and I I respect it so I, much. I truly don't mean to, but you're welcome. <laughs> it's such a treat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was my media moment. 
Wow. Okay. Maybe I will go listen to a Summer Walker song after this. Maybe. I mean, I did that with the Silk Sonic album and Adele after you talked about it on the pod. So did you enjoy it? Yeah, we talked about that. (laughs) You enjoyed Silk Sonic. Did you enjoy Adele? I do like that song, My Little Love. It's it's a lot, right? Here, I'm going to sing again when she goes, I'm holding on. I I like that part. (laughs) Amazing. That was beautiful. Thank you. Almost Uh, as good as Adele herself. Oh, thank you. That's not true, but thank you. Uh, Speaking of singing... (laughs) my media moment (laughs) okay so nick goes to see a lot of movies with me and so i figured okay he really wants to see this movie i should return the favor and go with him to something he really wants to see and he really wanted to see the new west side story directed by steven spielberg Mm -hmm. i was like okay let's go you know i heard it was getting great reviews i'm not a musical guy i like camp musicals the whole like Like self-serious yeah cats rocky horror like i like those musicals because i feel like it just fits when it comes to dramatic like emotional musicals it's just not my bag um it's just not so but i was like let's go reviews are good let's go we we saw it on dolby to make sure we were getting the best experience the full experience yeah so okay so i haven't told you anything about my opinions on this film yet because i want yeah i've been waiting Okay, so here we go. Drum roll. West Side Story really worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> it really worked for me. Um, Ariana DeBose is going to win an Oscar for this movie. You think um, so? She is the best part of this movie. She's fantastic. Really? As and I think that would be a really cool full circle moment because, of course, Rita Moreno won the Oscar for that role like 50 years ago. And also Rita Moreno is in this new version as uh as sort of like a retooled version of the doc character his widow but yeah i think she's going to win an oscar she's a fantastic anita i think the costumes are going to win an oscar immaculate oh my god this is the highest i've ever seen you speak (laughs) about a musical (laughs) um i janusz kamitsky who's like Spielberg's longtime cinematographer he like shoots the hell out of this movie. There's some really cool shots and framing that just like really elevate uh, some of the musical sequences. And especially based on the original film from 1961. Wow, that's crazy. That was 50 years ago. Um, Were you like, alive? <laughs> no, but it, like that's just a long time. I don't know. Uh, but like America is better in this movie. Like America in the 1961 film is it takes place at night on a rooftop and Mm. in this version it's like on the streets during the day yeah it's just more alive I I actually was tearing up a little bit when so Rita Moreno in this version yeah I know make your faces (laughs) uh, in this so they do shuffle some songs around Um, they give some songs to different people so somewhere in the original film and the original Broadway version is sung by Tony Maria, but they give somewhere to Rita Moreno's character in this version. And it made me tear up a little bit because they frame it where she's talking about her dead husband, Doc. Mm. So she's not, she's, you know what I mean? She's singing it about her late husband and it's, so it takes on a different meaning and 
she like destroys the performance. She's really good. She doesn't get a lot of screen time, but that's like her big moment. Mm. So that was good. I will say there's one big problem with this movie. Ansel Elcourt. Ansel Elcourt. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this. He actually has a really lovely voice. Oh, he um, does. I actually used to listen to his music, like for real. Yeah. Maria, he he does a very good job with Maria, but he just he just cannot, he can't sell the moments that he needs to sell. Like the spoiler, I mean, y'all should know about West Side Story, especially <laughs> since it's based off of Romeo and Juliet. You should know. But, yeah, I think y'all can <laughs> figure out what happens. <laughs> yeah, but the moment when, of course, well, in 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 this version. Valentina, Rita Moreno's character tells him this, that uh, Maria has been shot by Chino. She hasn't actually mm-hmm. been shot, of course, but when he learns this, right. that should be devastating. And it's very telling <clears throat> that Ansel Elgort in that scene, he spends more time with his face turned away from the camera. Cause it's like, he can't sell the emotion of that. So he just kind of turns away and like hides his face in his jacket. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And just as a whole, like it's, Romeo and Juliet doesn't work for me because the idea yeah. that like two people falling in love like so deeply at first sight over the course of a day, it's, it's like, just not realistic. <sighs> yeah, it just, it just doesn't happen. I also, so- I think that as a society, we have like shot the hell out of that story. And it's like anytime yeah. somebody's oh, Romeo and Juliet, it's like, oh God. It's yeah. kind of almost like to the level at which we have reused the Cinderella story thing. Way exactly. too many times. Way too much. It's, it's not like, interesting. No matter how much you, you iterate upon it, <laughs> yeah, it's still going to feel like kind of rote. And if, if mm-hmm. you're going to base your story on Romeo and, Ju- Romeo and Juliet, like at least alter it in some ways so that it's not just like a day, for instance. Right. You know? Like, yeah. this is a weird callback, but do you remember the movie Warm Bodies? <laughs> do you? Yes, I do. Okay. That's a really good movie, and it's based on Romeo and Juliet. But they changed the time frame so that it's like a couple of weeks they fall in love, as opposed to just one day. That's oh my movie. god, I um, love that you pulled that out. Warm bodies. I haven't thought about that movie in so long. It's a good movie. That is hilarious. Oh anyway, so yeah, that's like my one problem with it. Rachel Zegler, she has a beautiful voice. She has a beautiful voice. Uh, I'm interested, like she does okay with the non-singing parts, but again, Maria as a character is kind of flawed because she's just so virginal and uninteresting. (laughs) So I would be very interested (laughs) to see what she does next. And I would also be interested. Isn't she doing Snow White? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I would also be interested in seeing what she does when there's no singing involved. Cause that's clearly like her, that's her thing, but I'm wondering if she can act without a singing component yeah um so yeah i i actually recommend it i did enjoy it uh it's just really beautifully put together like aesthetically i mean spielberg is like a master of his craft obviously but believe it or not this is his first musical wow wait really he really hit it out of the park yeah wow so interesting isn't maddie ziegler in that movie she has like a brief cameo as one of the (laughs) one of the jets like not even really speaking part, but you can notice her in the background in one of the shots. Um, it's in, it's the scene where Anita goes to docks um, and then she gets like assaulted by the jets. Mm. Maddie Ziegler is in that scene in the background as like one of the girls. Yeah. Um, Interesting. 
but I thought it was good. And definitely Dolby was like the place to see it, especially mm-hmm. for a musical, obviously. Yeah. So yes, I know. Shocking. Zach wow. I'm really happy for you. Story. You honestly are making me want to see it now because I will say I don't like the original West Side Story movie. It's too many white people. I don't like the musical West Side Story. It's racist to me. I don't like it. I'm (laughs) over it. So I do appreciate, though, that I know that like every like Puerto Rican character in this movie is played by an actual Latinx person, which is great. Way better. A big step above. And actually, thank you for reminding me. uh, Unlike in the Heights, there is a wide range of colors also going on here. (laughs) Very um, easy to do, apparently. Yeah, including, I mean, Ariana DeBose. Like, she's very right. she's dark-skinned. A, yeah, um, and Afro-Latino. Also, one thing I wanted to mention that I forgot, there's a lot of Spanish in this movie. About, I would say, like, 25% of it is in Spanish. Really? No subtitles. Yeah, I hope not. But I thought that was cool. because No, think that like, is cool, yeah. It would be very easy to put subtitles over that for, like, the predominantly white audience. Right. But they didn't. And you can use like it, you can do, you can do that very easily with such a well-known story because it's not like right, you need to know right. every single thing you're saying. Also, I feel like Spanish is a language where enough people know enough of it where you can yeah. inference what they're saying, you know? Yeah, that too. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to go, maybe like a matinee might be good. For oh, you. OK, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah. I mean, it needs a box office money because it did not do well. It's opening weekend. It opened with 10 really? million this past weekend. Oh, that's yeah. kind of sad. I know it was. That's actually less. Come on, than y'all. In the Heights open with over the summer. Mm. So, but I yeah. feel like Lin Manuel Miranda's name alone, like, carries. Maybe. But, like, Spielberg. Does Spielberg's name I know. Well, what, And, like, all the Rachel Zegler fans that are apparently out there. I'm just kind of shocked that <laughs> it flopped the way it did. Mm. I don't well, know. my parents haven't seen it yet. So, mm. maybe I'll go with them. It's a good actually, parents no. movie. It is a good parents movie. My mom loves West Side Story, so. Oh, yeah. She's like, wepa. <laughs> they don't say wepa in the movie at all. Wait. What? Okay. That's actually disappointing. What? <laughs> okay. She does this thing when she's sleeping where she stretches and she brings her paws oh, like Sherry. really close together. Yeah. Yeah. She just did it. Um, um, That's actually really disappointing <laughs> because like Puerto Ricans do say that like not even ironically, like that's how we talk. Well, yeah, to my recollection, I mean, maybe it was like yelled in the background at some point during a number, but no, no one explicitly said awful, (laughs) absolutely awful. If you don't have one wepa in the script, (laughs) you're out of here. Come on now. Hmm. Well, let me know if you do see it. I will. I said Ariana DeBose is the best part of it. I was. I have been wondering too, because like her and Rita Moreno are basically like the face of this movie, like in the press. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like interested to see how that would translate in the movie. Obviously, they're not going to have Ansel Elgort be well, in yeah. the press as an alleged um, assaulter, but um, is that the right word? Yeah. Assailant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it's there is one scene where she is acting in front of Rita Moreno. And I'm like, imagine how daunting that must be to like, you're performing the role that won that woman an Oscar right in front right. of her. And she's watching you like, but she killed it. And she's, she's a singer. She's a dancer. I'm like an Ariana Bose fan after this movie. I actually read an article not that long after Hamilton came out and somebody pr- like said, this will be Ariana DeBose's last ensemble role 
ever because she is like so stunning and incredible Mm -hmm. and she has not been in an ensemble since. So I agree. Anyway, I guess that concludes this episode. Now we, we got some reminders. Here's some reminders. We're not going to be recording next week. Housekeeping. (laughs) Housekeeping. We're not going to be recording next week because it's the Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) What? That's how Puerto Ricans say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) You know how my my abuela says (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's Merry (laughs) Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're recording <laughs> next week, but we will be returning uh, the week after. So on December 30th, that's when our next episode will drop. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We will, I guess, have to wait till then to talk about No Way Home. Sorry. Sorry. We'll be a little behind the times, but whatever. Uh, see. So yeah, that's when we'll be back. And then the episode after that is when we'll be talking all about our favorite media of this year. I actually watched another film this week beside West Side that will likely be on my favorites list. And it wasn't your media moment? Are you kidding? No, West Side Story is bigger. It's more well-known than the other film. (laughs) So I was like, I got to make that the media moment. Plus, I promised you my reactions. So True. Plus, this is like so out of character for you. It like really had to be your media moment. Like it was unpredictable. I know. I shocked myself. Should we say bye? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have a good night and have what, a good what was night. It? Merry Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and happy song giving. <laughs> <laughs>